Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's time. It's time to have real, honest, open, difficult, and inspiring conversations. It's time for Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. I want to introduce you. Well, I want you to meet our first guest tonight. She is the author of the book, Take a Shot at Happiness, How to Write, Direct, and Produce the Life You Want. What a conversation to have right at the start of the year. I can't wait to have this conversation. (laughs) Well, this book is a book that teaches one how to change their perspective and better your mind. Now that right there, that right there. I'm ready for that conversation. Family, I invite you to the conversation with none other than Maria Baltazzi. Hello there, beautiful. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me on your show. Welcome. Welcome. We we are happy to have you here. I I mean that. And I'm more excited to have this conversation. The title alone has me like feeling all good about everything. But thank you for taking the time to come and share with us. Oh, Maria, oh, you're, you're muted. We want to hear every morsel that you will share with us. So. <laughs> you are muted for some reason. And it, and it just happened. Uh-oh. So while Maria is working that out, she's uh, unmuting herself. The family, I want you to know well, actually, I want to know from you, okay, about uh, this book. Since this book is titled Taking a Shot at Happiness, How to Write, Direct, and Produce the Life You Want, would you say that you, you, you do that already? Would you, would you say that? Or would you say that you're looking forward to doing that? I'm curious to know. Uh-oh, Maria, we can't. We don't have any audio on you. We lost your audio. I'm going to ask you if you'll do this really quickly, if you'll log off and come back in. That may help. That may be helpful. Um, okay. All right. (laughs) So finally, Maria is going to log off and she's going to come back in and hopefully that will solve the problem with her audio because we had audio and then it left us. It left us, left us, left us. But in any event, I'm still curious to know how you brought the new year in. What did you do? What did you do? What would you do? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, Nick. I know you were out of town. Did you do anything special to bring in the new year? To bring in the new year? Um, not, not exactly. When I, when I got back, I was invited to a party with one of my friends. And it was like a small get-together, and, oh, nice. which is how I prefer, to be honest with you. I don't know how people stand in these big, large crowds full of, you know, whatever around. And I, I, I don't know. Being in large crowds really makes me kind of nervous. Um, so I was glad to have gotten together and do this little get together with my friend. And she had this uh, projector. So we were watching the movies with the projector and she had another projector that was a it's like a galaxy projector. So it, it makes the entire room look like uh, look like it makes it look like you're looking at the stars. And OK, I want one of those. It, it was really cool. <laughs> it was, I want one of those. It wait, was very cool. Wait. Oh. Please text that to me. Oh, I want one of those. But yeah, <laughs> because I won't remember. I'm, it, I'm in the moment now and I'm excited about it. 
I'll, I'll send you the link if I if I find it again. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all it was. And I stayed there until about ten o'clock at night because after a certain point, uh, people start getting wild and they start letting off shots and all that stuff. So I like to be in the house uh, on New I, Year's Eve, <laughs> preferably. You are not- Alone, okay. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be outside for all the craziness. So I was glad that I, I went to the little thing I went to, and and you know, wasn't well, too tired or too jet lagged or anything. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Found, I, uh, Maria has joined it. She's she's back, and we're going to bring her back in the room in just a moment. But since I asked this question, I will share. I had um had to go out of town, um for the day actually for that day, and I I. <laughs> I don't remember when the last time was that I celebrated the coming of the new year in different in a different time zone. I like to be at home. I prefer to be at home, but I I had to go. So um, here I was and I was in California. So I I was getting the texts, you know, at 9 p.m. there. Happy New Year. I said, oh, we turned the uh, there was a screen or something that they had turned to. And they said, oh, so now we're going to celebrate the new the coming of the new year in Central Time. I said, oh, so by the time it was midnight where I was, (laughs) of course, I was on Philadelphia. I was on East Coast time. I was exhausted. I said, I'm sorry. I'm tired. No, I just I couldn't even. All I had was a. Happy 2024. And that was it. That was it. In any event, family, like I was sharing with you, that I want you to uh, meet our exciting guest. And Nick, thank you for obliging. I welcome you to the conversation with Maria Baltazzi. There she is. There we are. (laughs) Take two. (laughs) You take two. That's all right. That's all right. Because we're going to get it. We're going to work it out. So family, what I did not share with you is that Maria is a happiness explorer. You know, I want to know what a happiness explorer is, but I love the title. She's a happiness explorer and uh, her experience as an Emmy-winning TV producer, well-being teacher, world traveler, and luxury travel designer specializing in transformative adventures has given her a unique lens into conscious living. I love all of that. No, thank you. Thank I you. do. I do. Uh, Maria, I will ask first, since I did give our family members just a little bit about you, some information about you, if you yourself wouldn't mind just telling us a little more about you. Well, well, the first thing I want to say is thank you. And then the second thing I want to say, what a beautiful voice you have. Oh, Oh my gosh, you have just this beautiful, silky voice. It's kind of (laughs) just want to melt and listen to your voice. It's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. (laughs) Really beautiful. Well, my background is uh, in television, and I spent seven seasons as one of the original supervising producers on the television show Survivor. Maybe a few of you may have heard of that show. And then um, I've gone on to do other other shows, mostly adventure shows. And I've shot all over the world and uh, doing production and and doing kind of production is taxing. And certainly doing the kind of production that I do is very taxing. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I eventually started to notice that the stress and demands of doing production was just wearing on me in a negative way that I knew was ultimately not going to be sustainable. So I started to take action and started to read books and take courses. And eventually that turned into a degree in conscious living, really out of out of self-defense. You know, Mm -hmm. I wanted to take better care of myself so I could sustain the the life that I wanted. And then at some point, I wanted to share, especially with other creatives, you know, the things that they can do to help them and their well-being. You know, Mm -hmm. when I look at happiness, you know, I, I view happiness as resilience, that you learn the virtues and qualities, therefore the habits of happy people. So you can have awareness around your well-being, your thoughts. You can recognize what's negative and unproductive and then have the emotional tools to navigate that stuff. Mm. Get out on the other side, being more emotionally intact. And, and I basically wrote the book that I wish I would have had early earlier in my journey sure as a tool here you are providing us with tools thank you for Mm -hmm. that maria (laughs) i am curious to know i'm looking at the time that we're about to go to uh commercial but i will leave this question with you i'm curious to know what it entails to produce a show like survivor I'm going to, I'm going to let that uh, I'm going to place that with you and then uh, we're going to take a short commercial break family. Hey there. I'm talking to each and every one of you. If you have just joined us, you are tuned in to Love and Life right here on WURD with yours truly, Carol Riddick. It is our first episode of the year. And yes, we're talking yes, yes. And we're talking about happiness. We are talking about finding that place that we all seek if you've not yet found it. How about that? But what we're going to do right now is take just a short commercial break. But please know that the phone lines are open and feel free to continue to comment on our socials. But whatever you do, stay with us because we will be right back. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Hey there, family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly right here on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. We are talking with Maria Baltazzi in this hour. And prior to the commercial break, I asked Maria, what exactly does it entail to produce a show, a mega TV hit show? like Survivor? What does that entail? Well, the answer to that is actually a rather lengthy, <laughs> lengthy, but that's a, that's a big question. Ooh. But essentially, you go and find a, a location where you want to shoot. Well, first you have the idea, you find okay. the location, and then you start hiring your team. You hire uh, someone to direct, you hire your producers, you hire someone who is going to um, oversee uh, designing the set. You hire a director of photography to hire the camera teams. And then you do the casting. Mm-hmm. 
And then once you have all of that uh, done in called pre-production, then you you ship off to location and you start you start shooting. And everybody has an assignment. You know, uh, the the producers know, you know what beach they're going to be on. They they know their camera teams. And when you are um, actually shooting, you are telling the cameras what stories you're there to be listening for. Because mm-hmm. you look and listen. Because you are. Uh, covering the action as it's happening. You're not directing people, telling them what to do. Sure. You know, life is happening and you're observing and document and documenting it and then asking interview questions based on the the action that you're seeing in front of you. And then <laughs> you take all that material into um, the edit room and put your put your show together. It's it's a lot. Um, I haven't worked on the show in a while, but when I was doing the show, there's probably a team of like 300 people. I mean, it's it's oh. sizable. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a lot to yeah. manage to navigate. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of personalities, too. That's yeah, that is a lot of personality. And, and I would not quote me on that number. You know, mm-hmm, it, it's mm-hmm. it, by way of example, it's sure. a lot of bodies. <laughs> yeah, and that alone is to what I was referring to, just the, the fact that there are a lot of bodies involved mm-hmm. into, uh, first of all, here we are on the other side of it and all we see is this little bit. We see the finished product. And to know that there are so many that, you know, a large number of people that go into making it so because I truly did not know. I don't really know, you know, what um, what a supervising producer, you know, what the responsibilities of a supervisor supervising producer is. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for giving. That was a big brush stroke. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because when you say that, you know, talking about a large number of people, I'm sure there are so many. When you get into the minutia of it, there are so many things that we um, are unaware of. But I want to talk with you today about your book, Take a Shot at Happiness, How to Write, Direct and Produce the Life You Want. Uh, First of all, like I shared earlier, I love the title. I love, love, love the title. But how do you do that? How do you write, direct, and produce the life you want? Well, the the book title, just to backtrack a little bit, uh, the book title is both a call to action as well as what you are going to be doing in the book. Mm-hmm. So what I what I did when I read um, the book, uh, when I wrote the book, is is I sat down and and qualified for myself, you know, what were the things, what did I value that contributed to my happiness, mm-hmm. meaning being strong in my faith, having loving relationships, uh, being grateful, being forgiving, just to name, you know, a few of them. Mm-hmm. And then and there's eight of them that I have. And I qualified this for myself. And then I researched to see if there was science that backed up what I was intuitively feeling and experiencing. And that became the chapters of my book. 
And so uh, each chapter is what I call a happiness essential. And that's either a virtue or a quality of, of happy people. What contributes to your happiness, like okay. being strong in your faith. And so I will write about a happiness essential. And then I ask the, the readers to take their cell phones and use their cameras. I give uh, photography prompts uh, you to, to go and use their, their cell phones to take pictures of what does faith mean to you? What imagery represents faith to you or what represents love to you? So you're not just looking at a book definition mm-hmm. of what faith is and how that factors into your happiness. You're going out and you're discovering that. And that's what I mean by being a happiness explorer. You're going out and exploring and discovering how does faith work into your framework of happiness. Mm-hmm. And so what this does is it takes the intellectual ideas that you are reading about regarding happiness and it makes them hard ideas and it makes them specific and accessible to mm. to you. Mm. So that's that's you know where the where the book comes from. <laughs> you know that's really interesting. Um because I know oftentimes we, well, like you were just sharing, things do become m- more real, if you will, to us if we have something tangible or if we can see it with our own eyes, eyes especially if it's an idea or an ideal about which is being spoken. So to ask your readers to take photos uh, as representation, that's monumental. <laughs> and it's so simple. But it's monumental because it really does help when you have a visual. And and what I found for myself and where I came up with the idea of integrating that into the book is that that this is what I did for for myself. You know, I mean, I was used to having camera crews around me and telling or working with a cameraman. You know, this is a story we're working on, but to mm-hmm. to. Take a quiet moment for myself with my my cell phone camera and just focus on something that, at least for a moment, gave me pleasure. Mm-hmm. It became meditative for me when I could just focus on a yellow rose that was beautifully lit mm-hmm. by the morning light and still had its it, dew drops on it. It's, mm. It became meditative in that everything else just fell away. So, so for a moment, I could let go of what it was stressing me out. And I actually, for uh, five years, I made it a daily practice when I, w- I was just very stressed out. And so I made the conscious choice to find something every day to do that gave me a respite that gave me a moment of peace that brought me a little bit of joy. Mm. And I, and I took photos of it. Mm. And, and that's where I started to think, well, we think in pictures. It's you know, if you, if you just really bring help. any thought you want to mind right now, 
I bet mm-hmm. you you're visualizing what that I bet you you're visualizing that thought. Mm-hmm. 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 And so the other thing that this does is, is, you know, by taking a picture, you have the experience of actually taking the picture and, and that, that pleasure. And then you have later on when you can go back and look at that picture. And especially when you're being guided, when you're prompted, you're being, you're, you're, you're saying, okay, you're going to take images of what faith means to you, mm-hmm. you know? So you have that in the moment experience. And then later on, when we look at that photo, you have another experience of, of remembering Mm-hmm, what it was mm-hmm. to take that photo. And then you can, you can, uh, many times you'll look at that photo and beyond the associated pleasure memories, you may also see something in the photo that's mm-hmm. meaningful to you that you didn't notice at the time that you were, you were taking the photo. So it, it keeps amplifying its, its meaning. Sure. Yeah, so sure. I, I think it's such a, a powerful uh, uh, tool. And the other thing is that it starts to train you, you know, to, to be aware of your thoughts and the pictures that you're creating in your minds and the story loops that you're, you're creating for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you can recognize that, that that story loop is not serving you, it's not productive. When you can recognize it, you can do something about it. Just sure. because you have a thought doesn't mean that you are defined by it or that it's even true. Yeah, so well, let me, I want to I might interject for one moment. It is. It, it truly is. And I'm, I'm sorry for having interjected, but I'm curious to know. So you you share that in the book, you ask the readers to take photos of um, what faith represents or means to them? Are there other principles or ideals as well? Sure. So after reading the chapter about love, Mm. you go and take photos of what love means to you. And again, these are, these are prompted. They're, they're Mm. specific things that you're looking for that helps you to recognize what faith is to you or love or gratitude or forgiveness. I love that. So do you believe there are certain things that are keeping individuals from finding true happiness in their lives? Yes, I, I think it's, it's uh, a few things. The biggest one is the, uh, I will be happy when. Mm. That you are waiting until you marry the right person, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you are making a certain amount of money, that you have uh, a big enough house. You know, whatever that thing is, everything I just said is outside of you. And right. happiness is, is an inside job. It has to start with you. And once you understand, what makes you happy, then that, that relationship, that, that job, that bigger job, that, that, uh, home you really want, then mm-hmm. that becomes a complement to your life as opposed to a definition of your mm-hmm. life. How about that? Huge difference. 
Sure is. So yes, oh. so the <laughs> big thing is the I will be happy when. I think that, that that's enormous. And I think the other thing, and that's another reason that I wrote the book, is that we go to school to become doctors and lawyers and engineers and and storytellers. Mm-hmm. We are not taught how to live well. We're not taught how to be happy. Mm-hmm. We're not given emotional tools to navigate the, the chaos of, of life, of the life that is to come. And that? so that's, that's another reason for writing the book is that I wanted to give people the, the tools, at least a, a springboard for mm-hmm. creating uh, happiness in, in their life. Because I think a lot of it is just people don't know how. They haven't been taught. Mm. 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 That's, a, that's an interesting point. We, so we don't. Well, so I'll ask you this. Have, have you found true happiness? I am very happy. I love my life. I okay. genuinely can say that with every cell in my body. Now, do I have my bad days? Yes. Do I get upset? Yes. Do I lose my temper? Yes. Mm -hmm. All those things happen. However, I have a baseline. I have, I have a baseline that I know that when I spiral out, (laughs) one, I can recognize it. And then I have some emotional tools that I can use to navigate that, that upset. Mm-hmm. And then I can come back to a baseline that that I feel calm. You know, for me, my definition of happiness is when your thoughts, actions and emotions are in alignment with the things that you value, valuing being grateful, valuing mm-hmm. being forgiving, you know, those things that you value and that you have a sense of purpose and mm-hmm. me- and meaning in your life, which, which Gives you a sense of contentment, but do you wig out still? Yeah, that's well, that's, that's life. Is, that's I, the human condition. I was about to say that's being human. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. We're all that's an expectation of everyone because we're all going to do that. Yeah. But I, I, um, I love for you that you have uh, that you are happy. So mm-hmm. uh, in asking the question, would you believe you found true happiness? Am I to also understand that the answer to that question is yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. I love that. I I feel very good about my life. You know, when you say true happiness, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, define that. Well, that's what it means to you, not to me, but to you. (laughs) Right. Because I wouldn't be able to define your true happiness. Only you could do that as only I could define my true happiness, you know, because it begins with us. Because right. no one can tell me what happiness is to me, and I can't tell you what happiness is to you. But we have that understanding. Right, <laughs> family, exactly. Hey there, family. Yes, I am talking to each and every one of you. Thank you for joining us. And if you have just joined us, you're tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD. We are talking about happiness as we are here on the second day of 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Beginning. Happy New You. All right. Happy New. How about that with an ellipsis? Happy New. (laughs) We're receiving all of that. It is time for us to take a short 
commercial break. But when we come back, I'm going to go to our socials and see what our family members are talking about and see which of the, which of you have checked in. But I do want you to know that you too are invited to join this conversation. And if you feel so inclined to do so, give us a call because our phone lines are open or you can share a comment on our socials. We'll accept that too. Uh, but whatever you do, once again, stay with us because we are coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. I think I know. Well, hello there, family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with yours truly, Carol Riddick, right here on WURD. As promised, I shared that when we come back from commercial break, I would check our socials to see what our family members are saying. And uh, Nasir asks if we met our quota of 2K. Well, Nasir, I am trying to find that out because I, too, would like to know the answer to that question. I know. I talked enough about it, didn't I? <laughs> but Nick is on it. Nick is trying to find that information out for me so that I can share it with all of you. Thank you for asking. Norma, Norma Gale is joining us. Hi, Norma. She shares peace and blessings with each and every one of us in the two four. We receive it and we send it right back to you as well. Thank you. Margot Jackson. Hi there. Hi there, love bug. Happy New Year, she shares. So happy to have you join us. Rodney Harris. Hi, Rodney. So happy to have you here with us as well. Heather Wilson, you know, I share with you, that's my boop from high school. We've been friends since we were kids. <laughs> and Heather is joining us as well. Drina Ross shares that she is watching from the sweetest sides of Detroit, Michigan. I love it, Drina. And she shares Happy New Year. I love that. I love that. Um, Joanne Dorman. Hi there, beautiful. She shares a good evening with all of us today. One, two, two, four. She attended oh, the invite to city council members inauguration and reception. What a grand time. That energy. I want to know all about that, Ms. Joanne. Can you please call us and tell us about that? Because I want to know all about it. And Eric is joining us, as I shared earlier, and he has a question. He shares, hello, Maria. Welcome to the Word family. Uh, during the writing and producing of your book, were you in an emotionally high or low place uh, to get to the final product of the book? It's a great question. That is a great question. And, um, you know, my book uh, evolved over time. And so you evolve over time. So were there moments of feeling low? Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then were there moments of feeling that you were just so on it? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And again, it goes back to what I was saying before that, that even, even though you have a good baseline that, that you feel good about your life, mm -hmm. you know, you still have your upsets. You still have oh, those yeah. things that, that, you know, disturb you, you know, and, and it's just the ability to recognize that and, and to do something about it instead of feeling like you have to be defined by it. You know, one mm -hmm. of the re one of the catalysts that sent me to, go on my journey 
and being happier is that I was at a point where I felt nothing in my life was working the way I wanted it to work, not my personal life, not my professional life. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in my uh, office in Los Angeles thinking, I I don't want to feel this way. I don't Mm -hmm. want this to define me and I don't want to stay here. So I made a conscious choice that I wanted to be happy or at least happier. And then I took action and have done mm-hmm. so every day since then. So writing the book certainly had its its ups and downs. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you had to relive some moments. You had to relive some experiences, I'm sure, and pull on those experiences to contribute mm-hmm. to the book and to get to the other side, um, which is completing the book. And Eric shares that he loves that answer. And then you oh. get such an honest, wide range of material and emotions. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Especially when you allow yourself to feel. When, and I'm sure you had to do that in order to complete this body of work. You had to feel everything, every emotion that was coming to you. I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm curious to know, You, we did share with our family members that you uh, worked on the, the TV show Survivor. Mm-hmm. You were a supervising producer. Was it, well, I'm curious to know if the show, uh, working on the show or shows, any of the shows are working, because you you said you weren't, you know, happy with just what was going on in your life period at the time prior to writing the book. So I'm curious to know if it was a combination of, uh, you know, your line of work and everything else that, and, and how it changed your perspective on how people find happiness. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes and yes. <laughs> so working on the show Survivor for seven seasons, I had a front row seat to seeing the best and worst of human nature. And that that became a catalyst for me in, in mm-hmm. terms of looking at human behavior. Yeah. And one of my big takeaways from doing the show is that that, you know, you don't really know what you are capable of doing until you are in that situation. Mm-hmm. So the survivors, you know, so many times I would be I always did the very last episodes. So I was there all the way until the bitter end. And so many times I would be sitting in an interview with a contestant saying, well, this isn't really me. This is me playing a game. And I'm like, well, yeah, it is you. Those are your words and actions. How could it not be? You just have never been on a remote island vying for life-changing money without your creature comforts, without people you know and, and love around you. How would you know how you're mm-hmm. going to behave in that situation? And that's what prompted me to start thinking that, you know, we all have this untapped potential, good or bad, that we don't fully understand until, until we are either, um, until we are either tested like the survivors mm-hmm. or we go out and explore it, which is what my book is encouraging people to do. I love um, that. You're encouraging people to live, actually. That's what yeah. you're encouraging people to do. But that's my interpretation. Let me thank you for family. Let that. me share that. It's, that's my interpretation. Well, when you talk about 
um, really asking yourself about faith, about love, about life, about happiness. When you're asking yourself these questions, when you take the time to ask yourself these questions and to apply visuals to those things, and, and you're asking yourself to, to really think about your life. You're, you're asking yourself to really do that. So you're asking people to live, to, to stop and like you said, smell the roses. That, as little as it may sound, is a big thing because as good and grown adults, I'm sure we will all agree that we become the hamster on the wheel. That's what we, we all, you know, we just get used to having a routine. We get used to living life, but differently. We're living life. So don't misunderstand me, family. We are living. We are living life, but we become accustomed to doing things a certain way and to, you know, just be, just being uh, at times robotic, if you will, uh, about life. And when you don't, when you don't look at the little things, when you don't recognize and acknowledge the little things, you're not fully, you're not fully living life and you're not fully walking in faith either because faith is to recognize all of those things. So now, again, that's my own personal opinion. Maria did not say that, nor did anyone else. That's me. That's me saying that. So uh, that's just my own interpretation. I do want to share that our beloved Miss Julie Audrey Ward Carnegie is joining us. Hi, Miss Julie. She shares peace, love and prosperity in the new year and we receive it. We receive it and we share it with you. Thank you so much. Um, Smitty is joining us too. Darren Toms, that is. And he shares, hello, good people. <laughs> and love that, love that, love that. And the beautiful Shirley Bryant is joining us once again from Florida. How's it, how's it, how's it uh, going in Florida down there? She shares, good evening, family. I want to know about the weather. Nick was talking about the weather. Now I'm curious to know, what's the weather doing in Florida? <laughs> family, hey there. Welcome to you and thank you for joining us. You are tuned in to Love and Life right here on WURD. We are joined in this hour with Maria Baltazzi. And she, amongst so many other things, is the author of the book titled Take a Shot at Happiness, How to Write, Direct, and Produce the Life You Want. I am looking at the time I hate that we only have just a few moments left to share with you, Maria, but I'm curious to know if you have something that you will leave with us uh, before we go to commercial break in about three minutes. <laughs> oh, I wanted to let people know that um, my book, my book yes. also has uh, a companion app that you can download from the app store. So all of the, the, uh, uh, photography prompts and there's also journal prompts so you take pictures and then I have you write about those pictures so all those oh. prompts live on an app so you can always be working on your happiness wherever you go so it makes it very accessible and fun which is what I wanted to do we tend to do things that we enjoy and the more you do it you start to see the benefits the more you see the benefits Sure. You know, it becomes a habit. And as it becomes a habit, it starts to create a positive neural pathway towards the good and it, and reframes your overall well-being or, or helps to reshape uh, it. Maria, I did not ask you. So how do we get your book? Where do we find your book? 
And do you have a website? How about that? I do. And you can go to my website and find the book, which is my name, MariaBaltazzi.com. And you can purchase it through Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, wherever you can order books online, Goodreads, wherever you can order books online, you can find my book. And then in the App Store, go to the Apple App Store. We're working on the Android version. But right now, um, <laughs> Apple users have it. <laughs> well, you know, we talk about that. That's a that's a lifelong conversation about Apple and Android. But <laughs> it, it it makes me chuckle. Well, family. Um, so you can go to Maria Baltazzi. That is M A R I A B A L T A Z Z I dot com and you can find out all the information you'd like to know about our beautiful guest in this hour maria baltazzi and you can also find out how to purchase her book titled take a shot at happiness how to write direct and produce the life you want i love that title love 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 that title miss julie is joining us i mean miss julie miss lily miss julie you're in my spirit miss lily is joining us and uh, she shares Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. She says, Happy New Year to you as well. Happy New Year, family. And we receive that. And Eric shares, um, he loves your enthusiasm. Just loves your enthusiasm. Um, Maria, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And we hope that you'll come back to visit with us. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 